Praise the Lord. May God bless you and welcome to The Word Restores. This broadcast is sponsored by Restoration to Eternity with Christ Ministries and supporters like you. Our aim is to share with you what the Word of God is telling us about how we should live as victorious Christians. Listen, there's kingdom work to be done, but how can we do it if we are unprepared? We invite you to join us over the next hour. It is our prayer that you will be richly blessed as we pray with you, as we praise with you, and discuss topics of interest with our special guests. Let's get into today's God, Praise God. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. He's worthy to be praised. Oh, hallelujah. God has given us another year. Oh, praise the Lord. He has given us not just another year. You know, I like to say another chance to get it right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy and your grace. I thank you, Lord, because you are God and there is none else. You know, you have given us this new year. You have given us something that we can hold hold on to, that we can look back and say, that was then, but now we are moving forward. Oh my God. But we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for for the previous year. We thank you for last year. We, we, we know that you have, you have given it to us for a purpose. Amen. Each year, each day has been given for a purpose. And we thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. And now, Lord, you are taking us into another, into another year, another leg of the journey. And we thank you. And we give you the honor, the glory, and the praise, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Blessings to you, Sister Palmer. Hallelujah. Blessings to you for the new year. Blessings to all of my, my brothers and sisters who are getting on to this broadcast. Blessings to you for the new year, for 2020 and for 2021 and beyond. We thank the Lord for you. We thank the Lord that he has brought us through. Amen. Yes, blessings to you, Sister Sheila. Blessings to you, Sister Marlene. My goodness, my goodness. I am so thankful. I am so thankful that the Lord has seen fit to delay his coming so that there would be more people who would be entering into the kingdom. Watch it now. Oh, yes, because if he has kept us even for this day, then he has kept us for a purpose. Amen. And and I'm, I'm just going to say this before I get into this broadcast. Let us find out what the purpose is. But we know that there's one general purpose. Yes, because he did not close the door on salvation after he saved you and me. There are more people. He has more people to bring into the kingdom. So he's kept us for another day for a purpose. Amen. And I pray that we, we, we get into it. I pray that we don't sit back. I pray that, that we hear what the Lord wants for us to do and we get into his word and we begin to walk this journey 
as he has ordained for each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. God bless you. God bless you, Sister Nadine. Hallelujah. Praise God and blessings to the new year. God bless you, Sister Vanessa. My brother Charles, blessings to you, my brother. God bless you all. Amen. This is so exciting. This is truly exciting. But here's the thing. I want to touch on don't give up hope. And it's interesting because I know the Lord had given me this particular topic a few years back. And um, he's now circling back to this topic. Now the question has to be, why is he circling back? Why are you circling back, Lord? Why are you, you know, bringing it back to us to tell us, you know, um, just don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. So I want to go into it with that view that, yes, we had looked at it before. And, and I don't know how many of you would, um, had, had heard it because it was quite a few years ago. And it was when we were on um, WMKM, the radio broadcast. But now we are doing it through Facebook Live. And it might be what I'm finding is that there's a, a different audience and, and we are much more participative, which is awesome which is truly awesome. And I pray God's blessings on each and every one of you for this, for this year and beyond. God bless you, Minister Moon. You just got in on my prayer of blessings for each and every one of us. Praise God. So listen, let's, let's start this discussion because see, as we entered this new year, um, I don't know if you noticed that no one really spoke about last year in positive terms. You know, as a matter of fact, when I listened to the, um, to the, to the news media, I found that there was a lot of vitriol, you know, um, there wasn't, there, there wasn't anything as positive as we would have heard in previous years. Even what I found was that the televangelists found themselves struggling to use terms that are more positive. So I, I heard terms like a challenging year. But yet, when I think about it, we are reminded in the Word of God that in whatever situation we find ourselves, amen, that we need to be content. I, and, and I'm not saying that we cannot, you know, call out this year because there were many things that happened. And yet, as Christians, I believe that, you know, there's something that we have to, um, to, to actually think about, think through as we consider the events of last year. You see, um, what I found, though, was that we began to look at this new year as though when the clock struck 12, uh, 2021 would magically be transformed in a new and a shiny new year, you know, with uh, with the balloons and the celebration, etc. But, amen, my sister, but, God bless you, Sister Pamela. Ah, Sister Pam Hill, praise God. But what I found was when the celebration ended, it didn't take us long to find ourselves still embroiled in the continuing pandemic with with its uh you know with the 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 mutant strain the reports of vaccine missteps um the presidential power struggles in this transition and and the prediction of even more deaths 
So our expectations were, to me, they were dashed right off the bat. If we were considering that this would be a shiny new year and we were looking at last year as, you know, as my God, that was, you know, a, a disaster or something like that. But you see, I am also reminded of Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 where the Apostle Paul admonishes us. And he says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Amen. You see, each time we think on anything other than these things, we are caught in a little crazy storm of, you know, um, thinking things through and, and we could have done this and they should have done that and they would have done that. And, and it's as though we are getting into a spiral. But it doesn't mean that we wouldn't see or hear about those things. Amen. And, and even, you know, deadly incidents. God bless you. God bless you, Sister Blocker. It doesn't mean that we wouldn't hear about them, but what it means, I believe, for us as Christians is that we cannot dwell on those things. We cannot think on those things. We cannot focus on those things. We cannot look on those things because we are admonished to think on these things. Amen. So this morning, Sister Brenda sent me a text and I want to share it with um, with you. Um, I don't know who the author is, but um, I found that it, it fell right into our discussion today on Don't Give Up Hope. But I, what, what I want to, um, to, to look at is, this comes out of the blue, and she says, um, since we find what we are looking for, we have to really think about what we are looking at. As the story goes, there was a vulture and a hummingbird flying over the same desert. The vulture was looking for death and decay to eat on. The hummingbird, by contrast, was looking for life in the nectar of a flower. The hummingbird found life. And, of course, the vulture found death. They both found what they were looking for. So... I have to add here, well, the moral of this story is be very careful what you look for, what you think, and what you let go into the windows of your mind. For out of the abundance of your thoughts, of our thoughts, our words flow. Amen. So the question is, what are we thinking on? Think on these things. You see, when we look at death and devastation around us with our natural eyes, we tend to lose hope. But if we focus as the hummingbird did, we look for the flower in the desert. Oh, praise God. Our expectations turn from seeking death to seeking life. Oh, my God. Yes, that was, that was a deep discussion, Sister Marlene. Praise God. So here's the thing, my purpose today for this broadcast is so that we would remind us that despite the circumstances we see, the thoughts we think, the actions we take or wish we, we had taken, you know, we, the feelings that we have, we cannot give up hope. 
We've got to hold fast to our anchor, the shepherd, the bishop of our souls, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I just want to just delve into this discussion on not giving up hope so that we can encourage one another through the scriptures to hang on to our hope and to refuse to give up in 2021 no matter what no matter what we're hearing let's refuse to give up so i want to first level the playing field so we'll start a discussion on the definition of hope so from the Merriam-Webster um, online dictionary, we note that hope means it's to cherish a desire with anticipation. Did you see that? To cherish a desire with anticipation. Okay. To cherish means to show affection for, to harbor in, a, in our mind deeply and longingly. So it's like you're ruminating on this. Amen. Yeah, to hope. You know, the hummingbird cherished the desire for the sweet nectar of a flower with anticipation. Even, even in the midst of the mess with ante anticipation that she will get this nectar. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Palmer. You said, be encouraged. Keep the faith. Amen. And Sister Marlene, you said to fear not. Yes, we've got to walk. We got to, you know, really not give up that, that hope so that so that we can walk through this this storm, walk through whatever we are going through in the name of Jesus. So now I want to get into the word so that we can dig a little deeper into hope. And I want to use this key scripture from um, Psalm 40. Amen. And it, that's just in one verse. So I'm going to read it from a couple of different translations because I, I want us to, to kind of chew on this for a little before we go forward. Um, in the King James Version, now this is Psalm 42, verse 11, we read, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the help of my countenance and my God. So I'm asking myself this question from the New International Version says, why my soul are you downcast? I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I got to come and talk to myself. Why are you disquieted within me? You know, why are you so disturbed within me? That's the NIV. Put your hope in God for I will yet, I will still praise him my savior and my god i can tell you who i'm going to praise he's my savior he's my god praise god praise god so here's another translation from the message bible and you know the message bible gives you something that's a little different it's a little uh, more loose in the translation but it it kind of grips you after a while and in in the message it says why are you down in the dumps dear soul why are you crying the blues? And then it's as though he pulled himself together and said, fix my eyes, hope, 
fix my eyes on God. Soon I'll be praising again. He puts a smile on my face. He's my God. I like to fix my eyes. That's hoping. Harboring my mind. You know, when we looked at the definition, we talked about harboring in your mind. Amen. Deeply and longingly on God. And soon I'll be praising again. My God, all I need to do is to, to, to continue to, to, to fix myself. Fix it. Fix it on God. Hallelujah. God bless you, Pastor. And God is with you too. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. So the bottom line, when we consider Psalm 42, verse 11, it's in the midst of this mess. Don't give up the desire for God. Don't give it up, okay? Just, you know, some, and sometimes we, we want to shift a little bit and, 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 you know, keep looking at the issues. No, no, no. Let's, let's shift ourselves back. Amen? So I, what I want us to do as we are going along, now that we've got the definition of, of this hope, I want to touch on just a couple of nuggets about hope. Um, and, and I'll have to admit that it, it did warm my heart so that I would not be down in the dump. So I'm, I'm you know, passing it along and hopefully we, we all feel, begin to feel this, this, this need for the hope and, and, and moving in the hope. Amen. Amen. And that's one of the prayers, Pastor, that we have to have. Lord, keep me day by day. Because see, hope doesn't look backward. Even in Psalm 42, when we look back, when, when, when the um, psalmist look back, the psalmist ask themselves, you know, why are you so downcast, O my soul? But when the, the, the psalmist flipped it, then he looked forward and it was hope in the Lord, going forward. So when you say day by day, it is going forward, step by step by step. And, and God is the one who is in the midst. I don't want to get my, ahead of myself, but I want to touch on Proverbs chapter 10. Oh, praise God. God bless you, Mother Myrie. Yes, yes, we ask the Lord to keep, keep each and every one of us. God bless you, my sister Brenda. God bless you. Amen. And blessings to you too. Psalm 10. Excuse me, Psalm 10, Lord Jesus, Proverbs 10, verse 28. And I'm going to read from the King James Bible. And it reads, the hope of the righteous shall be gladness. But the expectation, watch it now, of the wicked shall perish. Whoa. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness. The hope. The expectation that they and and this this hope in there are different um, excuse me there are different words um, in in Hebrew for this word hope and so when I read the hope of the righteous um, that hope uh, says wait to wait to be patient to tarry to trust. See, you see those words, and they're so very positive. And, and, and what they're saying is that the end of that hope, oh, hallelujah, is gladness. My goodness. But then it goes on, that, but the expectation of the wicked. Now, the expectation is still hope. 
it is in in the hebrew this this particular word tikva it actually means a hope the thing that i long for and it's from the word that says thing that i bind together i i, I guess i want it so much that i expect it um but the expectation of the wicked shall perish so when i think about it hope you can hope negatively and you can hope positively and i pray that we do not hope in a negative fashion amen Be because we are christians my lord hallelujah hallelujah let me, let me just go on because i know we've got some scriptures that will touch on it i noticed that pastor you said you can run out of help but never oh praise god but never out of hope and i pray that we do not amen amen minister moon you you're saying we as christians we must think about the word what does the word say we must say that speak life to our spirit yes so even why are you cast down oh my soul my god my god my god I'm, I'm i'm talking to myself i've got to i've got to oh my goodness but even when we talk about the spirit we've got the spirit to spirit connection with the holy spirit if only we will receive oh, hallelujah what he's saying to us if only we would receive it my lord my lord thank you jesus thank you lord hallelujah thank you god bless you minister moon god bless you sister april thank you hallelujah so we looked at proverbs 10 and 28 and these are just a couple of nuggets about hope okay um first corinthians 9 and here i want to read um, four verses and, and and you know this, this it's really more of a question and an answer who serves as a soldier and this is from today's um, new international version who serves as a soldier at his own expense who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its grapes who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk do I say this merely on human authority doesn't the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, do not, and, and we would say in King James, thou shalt not, muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. Is it about oxen that God is concerned? Surely he says this for us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us because when, a, when farmers plow and thresh, they should be able to do so, watch it, in the hope of sharing in the harvest. Amen. And, and I, you know, I think about it and I say, when we go to work, are we hoping to get paid? Do we, do we cherish the desire because we're looking now at, at the meaning of hope? Do we cherish a desire to get paid? So while we are working in the vineyard even, are we hoping to get paid? Amen. And that's a question for us. Are we hoping? What is it that we are hoping to get as we are working in this vineyard? What is going on? Because you know that there is a lot that happens that, that keeps us, it, it almost tries to, to hinder us from our walk from the work that we have to do in the vineyard. But then the question is, um, you know, are, are we are we hoping for something? 
There's got to be something we're hoping for. So Sister Marlene, you say, my hope keeps fear at bay. Fear is something I struggle with. Raising my hope in God and his ability to keep me keeps fear under control. Praise God. Praise God. And I'm going to get to something, not so much on fear, but the, the opposite of fear, which is the faith, because the hope is going to be helpful in reducing that fear because it is going to tie itself with faith. So give me a couple of scriptures and um, a, a couple of minutes and I'll get to that scripture because it is going to be very helpful when you raise your hope, when your hope is in God. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, sister, minister Sharon. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. Here's another scripture. Hebrews chapter 6 verses 9 to 10. And I want to, you know, well, this broadcast is the word restores. I understand that. But I do like to make sure that we get scriptures in so that even if there is one that you, you know, you can hold on to and chew on, then you have, you, you, it's, it's, it's much better for you. So there may be many scriptures, but I pray that you grab one so that you can hold on to it on this, not giving up hope. Amen. Um, so in Hebrews chapter six, verses nine to 10, we read, even Though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work. You know, we were just talking about the work in the vineyard. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him. King James will say the labor of love. As you have helped his people and continue to help him. That's the work that we are doing in the vineyard. But he says, this is um, the author of Hebrews is saying, we want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end in order to make your hope sure, make it certain. Amen. So, so. Uh, Sister Marlene, I like your, your your discussion because when you say that the hope keeps fear at bay, that we, we it's something that we have to continue. We have to continue that you know we're we're being told to show the same diligence to the very end, all the way to the very end, to make our hope sure. So we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised you know we were talking about the benefits of the work so we've got to continue hoping to the very end but i want us to go a little bit deeper on the hope because the one thing one of the things that that um that we recognize is that our hope can be seen people can see our hope and I'm going to set the scene from uh, S-C-E-N-E, -E, no pun intended, from 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, starting with verse 13. Um, in, in Peter is, is speaking to the readers, and he's speaking to us today because, you know, in, in the churches, um, there was no Bible at that time uh, that 
for these for these uh, letters. These letters weren't in a Bible. A letter was written from one of the apostles, and then it was read in the various churches. So he's reading, and we are reading it right now. Um, and it's it's like a prescription for righteous living while we are suffering, while we are going through, while things are happening to us, while there is fear, while there is doubt, while there 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 is even physical um, a, a physical um, I was going to say defense when, when when we need to defend ourselves physically, but his in his prescription from verses thirteen um, to eighteen, no, before verse thirteen, I apologize. He tells us to have compassion, to have love, to have kindness, to speak positively, to avoid evil, to um, pursue peace. He explains also that God is watching us the righteous the eyes of the lord the eye of the lord he's watching us who are the righteous ones he's watching watching us and listening for our prayers look our reward is the inheritance of a blessing so why should we jeopardize this because people are persecuting us, that we have to defend ourselves, that things are happening around us, and, and, you know, and we're asking ourselves the question, why, Lord? You know, too, that God is also aware of what the ones who are doing evil are doing, and he is not happy about it, okay? And God is God. So, verse 13 we're talking about First Peter chapter 3 says, Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? Got it? Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, he says you are blessed. Don't fear their threats. Don't be frightened. This is in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 to 16. And then in verse, in, in verse 14, he says, But in your hearts revere Christ, sanctify Christ as Lord. Then, we know this, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. For the hope that you have. They see the hope. Something you have said. Something that you have done. There is something where people are seeing the hope that is in you. Amen. So that's in 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 15. And I'm reading from today's New International Version. So what is he saying to us? Always be prepared. Remember, we just saw that, you know, we have to continue in hope. Now we have to also be prepared to respond to someone because that might, they may be watching you and they may be, they, they may see out of what you are doing that, my God, even through this persecution, even through this issue, this person, you know, they've just got a bad report about, about having um, cancer. And yet they're saying, but my hope is still in God. My hope is still in God. Amen. That they become positive. Oh, hallelujah. Positive about it. You know, because remember his, 
it just before in the scriptures before the um the apostle peter was saying um have compassion show love kindness speak positively he's giving us that prescription so that that hope will remain strong and so we can be prepared because as they are watching you they are watching because they may have the same situation and not look at it in the same manner so they are watching to see how you do it amen my god so understand that your hope people see your hope verse 16 says keeping a clear conscience he says do this with gentleness and respect keeping a clear conscience hallelujah so that those who speak now you know there's going to be some who are going to say something negative about you so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in christ may be ashamed of their slander so we've got we've got to stay focused amen we have to stay focused on on this the, the hope that we have and and it's it's interesting because um, when you say keep a clear conscience, having a clear conscience so that when they see you, you're in hope. Well, even if they don't see you, you're still hoping. You're not going to put a mask on when the time comes and everyone is around. So you say, yes, God is good and I, I trust the Lord and I know. And then you go home and you're crying. Watch it now watch it now what we're saying is if you have hope have hope publicly have hope privately it's the hope so what is that hope that you have that they're inquiring about see my expectation and I'm going back to my definition the expectation the hope the patient waiting the anticipation with pleasure is that I will inherit a blessing why should I do or say anything that would jeopardize my inheritance when my heavenly father is watching over me? It says he's watching over me. Amen. My God, why? Why would I do that? When I, all I need to do, and that's of course if I'm doing right, is to call on him in prayer and I am confident that he is listening. And better yet, here's this scripture that I've got kind of taped on the inside of me. That even if I don't call on him, he has told me in Isaiah 65 and 24 that it shall come to pass that before you call, I will answer. And while you are yet speaking, while you're still speaking, I'm going to hear you. So if we can have that assurance if we have that expectation that god is listening now he may not respond immediately but have the assurance that he's listening i can go to him with the hope that i see marlene it goes back raising the hope in god and his ability to keep to keep you amen yes and have that 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 assurance that that expectation that patient waiting that anticipation that god's on the case god's on the case he gonna hear me amen and that was that your hope can be seen and god is gonna do it amen hallelujah don't forget it's his time but here's the bottom line 
You need to be, we need to develop our hope. Everyone will see it. It might just catch on with the other person. Amen. And I want to go even just a little bit deeper. Um, because, you know, when, when I think about it, and this is where I'm touching on what you said, Sister Marlene, about fear, that um, how can you even say that you have faith, the absence of fear, if you don't have hope? Can't we see that faith starts with hope? My Lord. I want to I want to look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 and and it reads and it's interesting because we all know it and I'm going to read this from first from the King James version um and it says uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen amen in the new international version we hear that faith is being sure of what we hope for See that assurance, being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. All right. But I want us to tie this verse to the previous verses in Hebrews 10, at the end of Hebrews 10, to understand why we flowed from that discussion to now faith is. Amen. So, what I'm going to do is re read um, Hebrews from Hebrews 10, um, verse 32 to 39. And I'm going to read it quite quickly from the message version because it, it will flow a little bit easier. And it says, remember those early days after you first saw the light? These were the hard times. You were kicked around in public. You were targets of every kind of abuse. Some days it was you, other days it was your friends. If some friends went to prison, you stuck by them. If some enemies broke in and seized your goods, you let them go with a smile, knowing that they couldn't touch your real treasure. Oh, my Lord. Nothing they did bothered you. Nothing set you back because you were focused, right? So don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourselves then. You had that hope, amen. You were sure of yourselves then. It's still a sure thing, but you need to stick it out, staying with God's plan so that you'll be there for the promised completion. It won't be long now. He's on the way. He'll show up most any minute. But anyone who is right with me thrives on loyal trust and hope. If he cuts and runs, I won't be happy. But we are not quitters who lose out. Oh no, we'll stay with it and survive, trusting all the way. Did you see the hope, the waiting, the expectation? Um, and I'm, I'm reading and it's, it's really with a smile. Then the next verse comes in and says, now, after I've told you all this, now I want you to see, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So that's where Hebrews 11 and 1 comes in. Amen. We start off with, remember what you were doing before. Don't, don't lose your faith. Don't lose it. But 
step back for a minute. Amen. Step back for a minute and go back and remember. So understand this. If we have to get into faith, we have to understand that the hope, because faith is the substance of things hoped for, so that our hope is an attitude of expectation. And from this attitude, our actions will spring forth as faith. Watch it. The attitude, you know, hope isn't just, well, I hope. It's having that attitude that we take with us no matter what we do, no matter where we go. So that and it's an attitude of expectation that my God's going to. My God, my God is watching me. My God is taking care of me. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. And from this attitude... That's where our faith comes in. Because, you know, when I, I look at it, I see that we can't have the faith without the hope. So we have to be able to focus on, on having that hope so that we can get to the faith. Staying in his words, keep help to keep the faith. Yes, Sister Sheila, yes. God bless you, Sister Renee. Rest assured, God has his children in his righteous hand. How true, how true. Amen. And you know, we, we, read, we read in 1 Peter 3 that um, God's eyes are on us. God's looking. He's looking. He's looking. He's watching over his people. He's watching over the righteous. Amen. Praise God. So let me shift it a little bit now, because now our question will have to be, what, what, what are we expecting? What are we re really hoping in? What are we really hoping for? What are we hoping that? You know, what, what, what is this? What is that, this, this hoping that we are doing? We understand what hope, what, what hope is, and, and we understand um, that, you know, there's that link with our hope and our faith. But I want to get to Psalm 71. And I want to read verses 1 to 5. And it says, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. This is King James Version. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. So somehow something was hindering, holding it. Oh, hallelujah. Holding him back. Cause me to escape. Incline thy ear unto me and save me. Verse 3. Be thou my strong habitation whereunto I may continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me for thou art my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O oh my God, out of the hand of the wicked, my Lord, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For thou art my hope, O oh Lord God. Thou art my trust from my youth. So this is recorded as, as, as a prayer by someone who is older because from his youth, he, the God was his trust. He says, you are my hope. Lord God, you are my hope. So why would he say that this psalmist would say that God is his hope? You see, he's in a tight strait right now. 
and he needs deliverance. You know, there are times when we look to the left, we look to the right, you know, and there is no escape. We talk to our parents, we try our parents, we try our friends, our, our pastors, we try even the therapists and nothing, nothing, no one can help. But this psalmist says from past experience, from his youth, he has learned that there is just one in whom he can put confidence. Before we even consider having the faith as we saw, we need to hope once more. And it's like having a personal confidence in the one in whom we will eventually have faith as we continue in our attitude of hope. Amen. So he says, you are my hope. God is my hope. God is my desire. And I just want to get more specific because now he, the, the psalmist is speaking and he's just, he's speaking to God and he's saying, you're my hope, God. But in Psalm 71 and 14, and I'm just going to take it a little further. He says, I will always have hope. Yeah, because it's in you. I will praise you more and more. But now let's look at Psalm 119 and Verses 110 to 115, we read, The wicked have laid a snare for me. So that flows with Psalm 71. Yet I erred not. I did not go wrong from your precepts. I didn't go away from them. Your testimonies have I taken as a heritage forever. And they are the rejoicing of my heart. When I read, I, you know, my heart is filled with joy. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes always, even unto the end. I hate vain thoughts, but your law do I love. Verse 114, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Oh, praise God. Sister Sheila, you just mentioned staying in his words helps to keep the faith. Hope. Initially, we read from Psalm 71 that the psalmist said, God, you are my hope. Now, as we are drilling it down, we see this psalmist in Psalm 119 saying, I hope in your word, your word, Lord, my God. Verse 115, depart from me, you evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according to thy word that I may live and let me not be ashamed of my hope. I'm hoping against hope. What I hope in God, because you are my hope, what I hope in God is what you have spoken, your word, what you have decreed, what you have ordained. That's what I hope in. God said it. And it is so. So it's not just that you are my hope. If I start to break it down, I recognize that your word, the that, that that comes out, it's now on paper that we read. But it's, oh, hallelujah. But it is his word, what he has spoken. Hallelujah. Yes, that is what he's hoping in. Oh, praise God. And I want to follow this hope trail just a little bit further. And I hope you get where we're going. Just kind of weaving through the, the hope, the discussion on the hope. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I'm going to read from verses 17 to 20. 
we read, but we brethren being taken from you for a short time in presence, but not in heart, endeavor the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once again. He's talking to the Thessalonians, and he said, But Satan hindered us. For what is our hope, our joy, our crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? God bless you. God bless you, Sister Jessica, and God bless you, my brother Carl. Carl Pamplin, praise God. Hallelujah. So what is our hope? And then he says, for you are our glory and joy. So what I read here from the Apostle Paul is that he's not just speaking about hope for himself that I am hoping. He is hoping for all of the saints that he's sending this letter to. He was speaking to the Thessalonians then and he's speaking to us today. You see, he was hindered in getting together with the Thessalonians. But he recognized that this get-together is not just with them, amen, but it is in preparation for the real get-together with Jesus when he comes. What a blessed hope we have. What an unselfish hope. Remember, we said that the hope was, was it's an attitude, amen? So, in preparation, he wants us all, let us all be together. That's the hope. We talked about God being our hope. Now, you know Jesus is God the Son, amen? Jesus is God. God being our hope. Then we, we, we moved into, um, I'm hoping in your word, which is what you, oh, hallelujah, what you have spoken. And now we're looking at the hope, the hope in the presence not just in speaking, in the presence of Jesus Christ when he comes back. Oh, my Lord, praise God, praise God, praise God. And in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 8, watch this. We read, let us who are of the day, that's us, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith, watch it now, Sister Marlene, of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Oh, praise God. Praise God. And where salvation comes coming from? Because you see, this is later in the letter where Paul admonishes us. This is what we need to do. We need to work out our salvation. We need to guard our heart. We need to guard our mind. But did you see that hope? We recognize that hope was tied to faith. Because we read the scriptures from Hebrews 11 and 1. But it's tied to love also. And you and I know that God is love. Amen. And most of all, it's tied faith. Most of all, our salvation. It says uh, the breastplate of faith and for a helmet, the hope of salvation because you and i are saved by the blood of the lamb by the blood of our lord and savior jesus christ by the word because he is the word amen the word that was made flesh because our hope is in his word hallelujah so when we we, we start to tie it all together we recognize that, you know, sometimes we talk about, you know, I'm hoping that I'm, I'm hoping that this will happen and hoping. But really, our hope is in God, 
in his word, in what he has done on the salvific work he has done on the cross. Our hope is in God. Amen. So before we close, I want to round out this discussion on hope uh, with some, I'm looking at also some time frames for hope. The question is, when do we hope? Now we already said, hallelujah, I like that, Sister Sheila. Love is our, hallelujah, first gift. Oh, praise God, praise God. Yes, 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 the gifts of, of, of the Spirit, hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. Um, hallelujah. Uh, encouraged by you are encouraged, encouraged. Stay encouraged, my sister Jessica. Amen. So listen, um, when do we hope? Okay. Uh, I will hope. I'm looking at Psalm 71 verse 14. He says, I will hope continually and will yet praise you more and more. Uh, this was from, uh, and from, Today's New International Version, we see, I will hope always. That's why we said it was an attitude, amen? In 1 Peter um, chapter 1, verse 13, we read, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, watch it, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, praise God. When Jesus, oh, hallelujah, when he comes back, praise God. What's the point here? Don't stop hoping. Don't stop hoping. Amen. All the way to the end. back because I think pastor I saw something from pastor Smith uh, when he he you know he was talking about um, you can run out of help but never out of hope from that perspective don't stop hoping no matter what is going on don't stop hoping amen remember don't forget hope tied to your faith you can't give up hope you cannot give up hoping remember hope is the attitude it's an attitude that leads to your faith it's tied together so here's here's as we are um we have another eight minutes or so i just want us to look at some scriptures that actually it they are more of um a prescription it's it's this is the part we play in keeping our hope alive, in maintaining our attitude. This is what I'm seeing from the scriptures. Amen. So I'm going to 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. And what I read here is, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. Oh, my Lord. Goes back to love again, Sister Sheila. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God, Sister Marlene. Every oh please do please hang on and grab every scripture and see which one is the one that you're gonna oh hallelujah continue to chew on. It says, "See what great love the Father had lavished on us that we should be called children of God," and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. This is today's New International Version. Dear friends. Now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. 
But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him, watch it now. Here's my prescription. Oh, not mine. Uh, John's purify themselves just as he is pure. And I think about um, in the Old Testament when, when, when God said to, to his, his people, he said, be ye holy for I am holy. Purify ourselves just as Jesus is pure because the hope is that we are going to be like him, my God, and that we shall see him. And we touched on that. We're going to see him at his coming. We'll see him as he is. So how is this going to happen? How are we talking about purifying ourselves? Well, in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 to 14, we read, For the grace of God, from the King James Version, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us, okay, so prescription, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, See what we deny. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Right here, right now. Amen. Our prescription for purifying ourselves. Verse 13. Looking for that blessed hope. Here we go again. And the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Everything, the, the hope that we have, it all points to God. It all points, and now it starts to point to Jesus. Amen? He is our eschatological hope. He's our hope all the way to the end. And that's the reason why we must hope to the end. So, looking for that blessed hope. And because he's God, God is our hope. And the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Oh, praise God. My Lord. So by God's grace, because remember, it was the grace of God. It was God's grace that gave us salvation. Amen. God only and only God. God bless you. God bless you, Sister Yolanda. Praise the Lord. So he gave himself. He redeemed us. But, it, but God's grace, by his grace, he's also teaching us. He's teaching us so that we also will be holy. We also will purify ourselves. Amen. And listen, it's not just ourselves, but I'm just going to use one scripture as an example that takes us a little further. Here is a verse of hope on dealing with parenting. Proverbs 19 and 18 says, Chasten your son while there is hope, and let not your soul spare for his crying. My Lord, what? Yes. Again, I'll read from today's New International Version. Discipline your children, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to their death. 
Hope, hope when our children are young. This is where we need to do it. Cherish the desire for them. This is our definition. To grow up to be God-fearing citizens. That's part of our hope. Citizens of the kingdom. Keep that hope alive while they are young. While the influence of the world is minor. Correct them while we have their undivided attention. Because you know. When the God of this world tries to get hold of them, Lord Jesus, it is going to be our hope that they're going to remember the godly words of wisdom that were ingrained in them. Oh, hallelujah. At an early age. Hope. We've got to. We've got to be able to hold on to our children. Praise God. Praise God. Pass it on. Pass it on. And that's only that's that's only one area where we're passing this hope on. Because remember, we're told that our hope can be seen. Amen. My Lord. Praise God, Sister Henderson. Yes, hope, faith, love. Amen. Necessary for our spiritual strength. So in the last minute, I want to say, hold on to our hope. For in this hope, we are saved. We were saved. What is salvation if it is not eternal life with God? Yes, for us, for our children, for those that we go off and we speak to and we let them know that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Our hope is in God. Our hope is God. Our hope is in his word. Our hope is in the salvation. Our hope is all the way to the end. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. And may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Keep on hoping let your attitude continue to be one of hope and I, I i love you all i love you i love you my brothers and sisters and thank you and listen blessings for the new year and beyond in the name of jesus i like that sister sheila you gave me the last one discipline is showing love praise god amen and amen hallelujah